Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. I am so excited you're here spending just a little bit of time with me. It is so hard to believe that we are making our way through season three. What a joy it's been to kick off this year together and to just spend some time encouraging you. Today, we are going to talk about mistakes. And I want to start by reminding everyone that God uses every part of our lives. There is not a season or a circumstance that cannot and will not be used by God. In fact, one of my favorite things about him is that he doesn't look at us and point his finger and judge us saying, how dare you, or why would you, or how could you? Y'all, he doesn't keep an account of our wrongdoings. Instead, he lovingly uses our hard times and our seasons of wandering and making mistakes to paint a bigger and a more beautiful picture for our lives. Now, it's up to us whether or not we allow him to use us in this way, but I do believe that that is his true desire. So here's how I think it usually goes with us being able to see how God uses the different times in our lives, or I guess I should say how I've seen it play out in my own life. The first opportunity is in the good times. When we are living life on the mountaintops, it is so easy to see when God uses the good, obedient, daily choices that we're making. Things make sense because we are faithful in honoring the Lord and being obedient and making decisions that are pleasing to God. So of course we can point our finger to these times and say, God is good. But the second opportunity we have, and what we're going to talk about today, is in our seasons of wandering and making mistakes. I have found that it's a lot harder to see how God uses the poor or the unhealthy choices that we make. And if we're honest with ourselves, our mistakes can just feel messy. And what happens is it can cloud our vision of how God would even be able to use these times. What I've learned in my own life is that it often takes a lot of time. Y'all, sometimes it is months or even years to look back and see how God used the chaos and the unhealthy, messed up parts of our lives to be something beautiful. But we're not able to initially say God is good when we're in the valleys because it's messy and it's hard. Maybe it's a season of heartbreak or adapting to change where it's much more challenging to see that God is orchestrating everything. And although we know in our hearts that God is good and that he's a God of details and he loves us and he's faithful, it's not always easy to see that when we're walking in the wilderness and we're spending time in the valley. I believe that in our seasons of wandering, it's easier to make mistakes. And when I say wandering, what I really mean is our times in the wilderness where we don't really have a direction. We are just kind of going along with what the world says. We aren't tuned into God or his word. Maybe we're getting caught up in drama or we're reacting instead of responding or we're following politics a little too closely. We may actually be attending church on Sunday and even reading a daily devotional, but we aren't actually attached to the vine in a way that is producing life-giving fruit. And what we have to be careful about in these seasons is the role that we allow the enemy to play in our lives. The enemy is so sneaky. He will take a little seed. It could be doubt 
or fear or insecurity and he uses that and he amplifies it. So what could start out as just a tiny little seed can grow into a full-grown plant that literally consumes us and takes over every area of our lives. It impacts us mentally, emotionally, and physically, and it can consume us to the point of being unbearable if we give it the opportunity to. The enemy wants to make our mistakes feel so much bigger than they really are. Y'all, he wants us to feel like we are alone in our mistake because no one else would make a mistake like we have. And what he does is he uses that isolation to further complicate our healing and our repentance, which is hard because if the enemy gets us this far, unfortunately, we probably aren't picking up the phone and calling a tribe member to talk it through with. We are seeking out help or finding friends that will pray with us or pray over us. In fact, I think what usually happens is the opposite. We start acting out. We start rationalizing. And I don't know any other way to say it. Basically, we just get comfortable in our own sin. In general, I am not a person that walks around with regrets. I know it might sound a little weird to say that out loud, but I truly, truly believe that Jesus paid it all for me. If I make a mistake, I apologize, I ask for forgiveness, I work through it, and then I continue moving forward. And what's really cool about my husband, I know y'all are hearing me talk about him all the time, but him and I decided a long time ago that we are not going to give the enemy a seat at the table. Because once the enemy has a seat at the table, y'all, he is not going anywhere for a long time. He is like that weird uncle from out of town that overstays his welcome and eats all your favorite snacks. Like, it's just not easy getting him out of there. But here's what I've learned, and here's where I stand on it. I believe, because scripture tells us, that our shame and regret and mistakes, they were all nailed to the cross. And because of that, we have the opportunity to walk freely and with joy and peace in the life that God has entrusted to us. Now, friends, I want to be very clear. I have made mistakes. I am a sinner in need of a savior, and I continue to fall short every single day. I have talked about people without them being in the room. It's something that I haven't done for many years now. Thank you to my healthy tribe and the gracious and the loving hand of a God that never leaves us to figure out our own mess. I have behaved poorly. I have reacted instead of responded. In fact, in college, the word respond wasn't even in my dictionary. It was a concept that was not being practiced regularly in the group of friends that I was doing life with. I have used words that are not glorifying to God. I have drank too much. I have battled with food and an unhealthy body image. But listen, don't miss this. It's important. God has taken all of these mistakes and the many more that are unlisted. And he has created a healthy, more authentic version of me. Started with repentance. I asked for forgiveness. I drew close to the Lord. And then he made me new and he has chiseled me in this process of surrendering it all to him. He has graciously loved and comforted me, even though that I have messed up 
time and time again. And I will continue to mess up. Y'all, this is nothing new. This is all of us. And the same is true for you. Had I not made the mistakes in the most extreme of ways, I would not be on a journey that I'm on now. I would not be set on this new path. I would not be waking up every morning seeking to know Jesus better. I wouldn't be pausing and praying before making decisions. I wouldn't be so quick to forgive others. I wouldn't be seeking godly friends and godly counsel to help me through the valleys of life. Y'all, God loves us too much to leave us in our mess. And while it's true that we all have free will and that we will slip up and we will make mistakes, God is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. And we can count on his unchanging character. He is love. He is grace. He is forgiveness. And we owe it all to him. As I prepared for this message and was reflecting on the many mistakes that I've made and the way that God is still in the process of redeeming my story, I started thinking about where I've been. And that's a big topic for me this year. It's looking back over the past year, recognizing some things about myself and some areas I need to grow, and then looking forward and figuring out where God is calling me to be. And y'all, if someone would have told 20-year-old me that I would be a wife, a mom, a business owner, a ministry leader, serving and loving incarcerated women and within my church, sold out for Jesus, driving a minivan and spending some really special weekends with my husband and our three boys at the lake, I would not have believed them. Honestly, I probably would have laughed because it is truly unbelievable that God will do what he has set out to do. And when you surrender your life to him, he will take all of the messed up, the junk, the baggage, the mistakes, everything from your past, and he will turn it for good. Y'all, he will give you friends to do life with. He will equip you in every season of life. He will comfort you as you navigate rough waters. He will never leave you alone. He will never forsake you and he will never turn his back on you. What I've learned about my own mistakes is that if it's our desire to please God in our decisions and we are living a life surrendered to the Lord, our mistakes are not the end. Y'all, they are just an error that needs to be worked through processed, and then ultimately handed over to God. There is no mistake too big for God. You are never going to out him or outrun his great love for you. Only God, the creator of the universe, has the ability to cleanse us from our sins and our old way of life and make us new again. It truly is as simple as saying a prayer and giving your life to Jesus. One of the things that I'm really excited about for this year is the opportunity to share the gospel in the local women's prison. I will be preaching messages on God's love and his forgiveness and what it looks like to be sold out for Jesus. I am starting a women's small group and we are going to dig into scripture together and we are going to draw closer to God and being the women that he has called us to be. And One of the things that I'm going to do at the end of my messages is I'm going to give the women an opportunity to accept Jesus, some of them for the very, very first time ever. And 
as I've been talking to you through this message, God has been putting on on my heart to pray for you. And I want to do that. So if you're listening and you have never given your life to Jesus, I want you to close your eyes and accept this prayer for your life today. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for this day and for this time that you've set us in. Today, I pray for the men and the women that are listening to this and have decided maybe for the first time to accept your son as their Lord and their Savior. God, we know that without you, we are nothing. We are powerless and Our joy and our hope cannot be found in anyone or anything but you. So today, we surrender our hearts, our minds, our lives, God, even the parts that we so desperately want to hold on to and we want to have control over. We give it all to you. Thank you for giving your son on our behalf and for just continuing to remind us that our sins and our mistakes are nailed to the cross. We love you. God, we worship you and we lift all of this up in your name. Amen. Y'all, today has been so special. Thank you for continuing to go on this journey with me. And for those of you that made the choice to surrender their lives to Jesus today, I am telling you the best is yet to come. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. You can walk in freedom and joy and peace knowing that you have a friend in Jesus and that he will never leave you or forsake you. And if you made this choice today, please reach out to me. Send me a message on social media or through my website. I would love to pray for you personally. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.